0: Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris, and today we're bringing you an episode with the one and only Sergeant Remo. This guy has been an international touring reggae artist for a very long time, and we're excited to give you guys an insight into the process and sort of how he's been able to grow and build as an artist over the past 20 plus years, which is
1: absolutely amazing. Yeah, we learned a lot from this guy, and we're definitely taking some of that knowledge into our band, The Stash, which we love to talk to you guys about real quick. We just put a song out not too long ago called Thunder, and uh, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I don't know, I might be a little biased, but I think it's pretty good. And I would really appreciate if you guys went and checked it out. It's on Spotify, all those other DSPs, and if you need help finding those, all of our social medias for the stash with the stash NY everywhere. And all that stuff's gonna be in the description below, so be sure to check that out.
0: And while you're down there, as always, you can find the links to this podcast, all the places it's available. There might even be a subscribe rate review feature. If you guys can go ahead and do that, that would be greatly appreciated. It really helps us bring more guests to this show first and foremost. Also, it helps us Allowed to work with new sponsors, which will only make everything we're doing here bigger and better for you guys. So, thank you again for all the support. And if you don't mind showing a little support, we'd really appreciate that right there in the rate and subscribe section of whatever podcast service
2: you prefer. So am missing you tanks for life. I'm missing you for
0: Hey guys and we're back with another episode. This week we want to welcome to the show Sergeant Reno. How you doing man?
3: How you doing man? It's good to be here man. Thank you for having me on the show you know.
0: For sure man. Thank thank you for being a part of this thing. So so how you been? What's been going on lately?
3: Man we've been busy you know. We've been, uh, been getting ready to, to go on the road. Uh, getting ready to release this EP. Uh, and also working on some side projects as well you know. So it's, it's been pretty busy you know. We're thankful for that you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so what what are these touring plans you have? Can you tell us a little bit about those?
3: Yeah, um, I'm going to do a tour of Mexico in uh, June 28th is the first show, and we have 10 dates throughout the country, you know, uh, all the way till mid-July, I think July 17th is the last show, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you know. So looking forward to that. I haven't been to some of these places uh, so I'm excited, you know, and we're going to be promoting this, uh, this new EP, uh, while we're on the tour, the single drops on the, on the 12th, you know, so, um, we're, yeah, we're excited to hit the road, you know, it's always good. Yeah. And you're actually from Mexico, right? Yeah. I was born in, uh, in Juarez, Mexico on the border with, uh, El Paso, you know, here in Texas.
0: So I think this would be actually a really good point just to start off the conversation. Why don't you take us back for, you know, for me and Andrew and for our audience members who might not be familiar with you, you know, sort of like your your upbringing, your beginnings and and like what inspired your musical journey and and what's brought you to be where you're at now. And, you know, please, man, elaborate because we have all the time in the world for this.
3: Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in Juarez, you know, which, um, you know, was, was, um, we were living in, in some pretty, pretty difficult situations, you know, as far as financially and things like that, you know, grew up in, in, um, you know, in a border town is, uh, life is kind of rough, you know, especially when you don't have money, you know? So I think, uh, that's one of the main reasons that, that eventually down the road, never knowing, you know, I would fall in love with reggae music and the message that reggae music brings and uh, and how it can serve a purpose more than just entertainment, you know, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that came from it. And a lot of people ask me, "Is like, well, how do you how do you get into reggae music, living in in the border town like that?" And it seems farfetched to a lot of people because they've never heard a lot of people uh, singing reggae music that are you know Mexicans or Hispanics all but you know, the the message is what captures you, you know, and I think that transcends you know, any culture, any race or anything like that. You know, the message is the one that that struck me because I was living that I was living that same life, you know, even though I was so far removed from from the Caribbean. Um, I understood exactly what they were talking about, and it drew me in because it was just like any other music. you know, when you feel what you hear, then, then you're gonna be drawn to it, you know, and and that's what first sparked my love for reggae music. Um, and much later, you know, it, it would it would come to be where where I actually started writing and and performing reggae, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: and now reggae music is your life.
3: Yeah, literally. <laughs> which
0: <laughs> like which that's... is the name of your newest single coming out that we'll be playing at the end of the episode for people to hear
3: yeah that's right that's uh that's the first single we're releasing from the ep uh the ep is titled the sergeant meets sampling dub which is uh which is a producer from bogota colombia you know and um yeah that's gonna be the first single reggae music is my life which really just tells tells the story of of what reggae has done for me you know and and uh i'm sure many of the um probably you guys and some of your listeners can, you know, can uh, identify with that feeling, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, reggae music for me was something I got into a little later on in life. Um, me and Andrew, we're, we're in a pop band right now. Uh, we sort of make like um, pop, pop rock style songs. And, you know, I, I wanted this project originally to be like a reggae pop project and we had a song that i think is really cool and it's in that vein but you know how it is like you you set out to write something and then it just turns into something completely different and you have to follow where the music takes you You, i'm a big believer of you shouldn't force a sound you know you should let the sound find you but it's just funny because i think what attracted me the most about reggae was you know like you said it's it's very welcoming and inviting and it's 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 anyone can be a part of that community it's very accepting and it's it's the message is so strong you know so i feel like for you someone who's been in it for a while that has to be one of the main appeals behind being a reggae artist
3: yeah definitely and and i i totally agree with what you're saying you know because i've tried to do other music and and it just doesn't feel right you know what i mean i've tried to to write some more kind of you know, different different styles of music—it just never feels right. So you you definitely have to go with what you feel, and uh, I mean, for me and for many other people, you know, that's reggae music. You know, and and I hear you. I mean, reggae music is is universal. You know, you can go to every corner of the earth, and and you're gonna hear somebody singing reggae music or somebody just that appreciates. You know, even even if it's just Bob Marley, you know, or 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 some of the classics. You know, like everybody loves reggae music. You know.
0: Yeah. And the message, I mean, I think everyone can get behind love and supporting, you know, your community and your fellow, your fellow people. So I I mean, it's yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: And and reggae is definitely one of those genres where, you know, because you can find songs about love and, you know, being kind to people in every genre of music. But I feel like reggae is the only one that truly, you know, walks the walk that they're talking, you know? Like, they put their money where their mouth is when they actually talk about love, because we've talked to a few reggae acts and artists on the show already, and all of them are just, they're all so nice, and they all talk about each other like they're all best friends and stuff, and I don't see that in any other genre.
0: Yeah, like, uh, we had this this band called Cashed Out on the, on the podcast, and we were talking to the singer Greg, and he said, you know, like, he said, hey man, like, I, the only place I wanted to be, I'm paraphrasing, but the only place he wanted to be was reggae because it doesn't matter if you're fat, it doesn't matter what what the color of your skin is, as long as you're there to just be a warming and welcoming person, that's where he wanted to be.
3: That's right, you know, and that's that's the beauty of, of the music and, you know, of, of course it's not that you're not going to find that to be true like 100% of the time, but a good portion of the time you're going to find that the people who are doing reggae music are going to respect each other, are going to you know support each other and and you know not only the music but the community and, and and everything else that that comes that comes with it you know
0: yeah so so how long have you been in the reggae the reggae community creating music
3: i started writing with uh, with a couple of guys we started a little crew used to be called the empire sounds crew and, uh, this was in like 2001, 2002 is when we first started, uh, recording. Now that, that music, uh, most of that music was never released officially, you know, back then it was a little bit harder. So we would just do like, you know, burn CDs and, and give them to our friends, things like that. And that's where it all started. Um, so it's been, it's been quite a while now it has been over 15 years and, you know, it's evolved quite a bit. It's evolved quite a bit, you know. We've uh, we released a few albums through the years, you know, and and just it's taken on a little bit more more of a serious thing, you know, that than how it started. But but it's definitely uh, it's definitely part of who I am, you know.
1: Right, and uh, you mentioned before that you had tried other styles of music. Was reggae one that you? like tried doing and you were like yeah i like this but like let me try some other stuff and then it just didn't work or did you try other stuff first and found reggae and you were like yeah this is this is the one
3: i think uh a little bit of both you know before before i've always i've always sang you know from when i was like six years old you know you, you know i used to sing uh spanish music of course you know because i was living in mexico at the time and um and you know, I kind of distanced myself from from music for a little bit after we came here. You know, there was there was a language barrier and things like that. So, so I kind of distanced myself from music, but it was always there. Um, but like the music that I was doing then, I mean, I was young. You know, I was really young, so I can't say I was really like pursuing music at that time. But then later on, when I started doing music. Uh, I had a lot of, a lot of guys who did like hip hop music around me, you know, and I tried in private, you know, probably not a lot of people know that, but, um, in private I tried writing and, and I mean, you know, I can write, but it just didn't sound good. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel it. So I was like, okay, well, well then, let me just stick to what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Like Chris said, you don't want to force a sound. No you know because I could do it but you know this this is what felt natural to me you know and and it seems awkward to some people but you know it's just it's just part of who I am you know part of what I do you know
1: yeah I would say it's definitely natural because listening to the music I would never have guessed that you were a kid from Mexico you know like <laughs> it sounds very like Island reggae which is kind of crazy yeah, it sounds it's got that root that roots reggae spirit yeah it it feels real reggae so what who were the first? you know reggae artists that you really got into because you definitely know reggae because it, it's not like oh this like, you know like spanish musician is trying to do reggae music like i did not think that at yeah. all it doesn't feel forced it feels exactly. very natural
3: true well thank you for that man it's always it's always good to hear some good feedback um you know like i started with dancehall music which which was in the um, in the late 80s in the early 90s you know that was kind of like the golden era of dancehall music with artists like like Supercat, like Bujubantan, like Barrington Levy, you know, a lot of the the big top names, of course, like Shabarangs, things like that. Those were the guys that I first heard when I heard reggae music or, you know, dancehall, reggae dancehall music, which, which is one in the same, really. Um, but that was the first influences that I that I had. And it was an easy it was an easy thing because I was listening to a lot of hip hop music at the time. You know, I was listening to a lot of West coast hip hop. Um, but I kind of got, um, I distanced myself from that because with that, during those years, there came a lot of violence. There came a lot of, uh, negative things that started coming out in the music. And, and not only in the music, you know, a lot of people listen to, you know, songs about, you know, gangs and things like that and, and just the street life. But I was seeing it in my day-to-day life, you know, in my neighborhood, you know, because even when I came to 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 live in El Paso, which is now in Texas, um, the gang epidemic was was at, at the worst, you know, during those years. You know, if 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 you look back into the correlation between the music and the messages and the things that were happening in, in the street. Um, it wasn't positive, you know. So, so it went from from hip hop to listening to reggae music, which was still cool and hip, but they weren't necessarily talking about those things, you know. They were talking about other things, and so I kind of gravitated towards dancehall music, and those artists influenced what would become Sergeant Remo. And I never, I never imagined at the time that I that I would eventually, you know, kind of take some of those elements from all of those artists and create my own, my own style, you know, which to this day, you know, that's, I think that's still the root, you know, of course, there's been many other artists and influences that have been adopted through the years, you know, as I've learned more about, you know, going back in time, you know, because I came into reggae at a time where, where there was so much history before that, but I didn't know it at the time. So, during the next decade or so, I learned about so many other great artists, and um, and you know just to learn to appreciate you know everything.
0: Yeah. So so correct me if I'm wrong, but to me it seems like what you're saying is that reggae was sort of a way for you to escape, uh, you you know s- some of the negative like conditions you that that were around you, and and so maybe. That's I think that speaks to how strong the message of reggae is, you know, that love and positivity. Am I correct in saying that it, it helped you get through like difficult living situations and like a tough time in your life?
3: Yeah, definitely because everybody around me was was in a gang. Everybody around me was was getting into into problems, you know, like some of the, some of the guys started getting into drugs, things like that. And and that's not what I wanted for myself, you know, so so reggae music allowed me to still to still feel like I was a cool kid, and still, and uh, but not necessarily involved in those in those elements that were everywhere around me, because you know I I grew up in you know I grew up in the ghetto, really, you know what I mean, both in Mexico and and here in the U.S., you know, so so that was my that was what saved me, really, you know. If it wasn't for that, I don't know, you know, who knows what the future or you know what what you know today would it look like for me
0: yeah for sure. and and so how how has I mean, how we we just had an interview earlier today and and one of our guests, he was talking about using his experiences to inform his writing. do you Do you try to stay away from that in your writing or do you pour all of all of your past in, into your into your projects and your music?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think ninety percent of the songs that I, that I've written are my own personal experiences. And then the other 10% would probably be things that I saw, like, firsthand, you know, like, my best friend or a good friend of mine or things like that that experienced a certain situation. But everything that I write is, you know, if I, if, if, if I can't talk about that subject, then I don't, you know, I don't write about it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's got to come from an informed place of, uh, of thought.
3: Yeah, exactly, because there's there's so much... There's so much of the opposite of that in in music and, and um, you know, that we need to be able to write songs that people can relate to, like, firsthand. You know, they know the story. They, they know, you know, even if it's a place or whatever, if you look back in time, most of the songs that touch you in a certain way, like, you can identify, like, personally with those songs, you know, and, and I think that's what makes a good song. And if you don't feel it, then you're kind of, like, acting, and, and I don't think, I think acting belongs in, in, in movies, you know, not in music, you know? Yeah, just don't force it. That's right, you know, it's have to flow, you know?
0: Now, I, I kind of want to ask you about this, because that that is too true of a statement, and, you know, I, I don't know how, how you know keen your ear is to what's happening in the pop world right now, in the top 40s world, but I'd love to know your take on how you feel about pop music, like top 40s pop music.
3: Well, I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, today's top 40 music is is heavily influenced by by hip hop music, you know, and a hundred oh, percent. A lot of the popular music is hip hop music, you know. Now, as far as the style, you know, I know a lot of people uh, don't might not necessarily like, you know, trap or whatever whatever new genres are, are emerging, you know. I, and and I love it, you know. I, I think it's good. The only thing I don't like is is when, um, when some of these young artists are, are writing about things that they don't necessarily know about uh, just for the purpose of, of selling a record or, or becoming popular or doing things that they might not necessarily have done um, for the sole purpose of, well, I need to look a certain way, I need to act a certain way, you know, and, and that's destructive, you know, because... Because it's the same thing if you take it back to when, you know, to what I was just telling you about the early 90s and and the violence and things like that. A lot of the kids saw that, a lot of the kids my age saw that and, and it was, um, they didn't necessarily want to go and, and get in trouble and, and do things like that. But they did it because it was, you know, a little bit of peer pressure, a little bit of this and that. And then that's destructive, you know, and, and and that's the only thing I... I have a problem with, with anybody, you know what I mean? If, if it's not, you know, you could talk about anything, you could talk about sex, you could talk about whatever, you know, those are all real things that happen every day and and they're part of our lives, you know, so I don't have no problem with it. But when it's destructive to our society, when it's destructive to individuals, you know, even if it's just a person who's saying it, then I think it's a problem with that. You know what I mean? you know and 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 it is it's a thin line you know like like what's what's right and what's wrong you know there's there's many different definitions you know but i think if if your music overall doesn't you know every story doesn't have to be pretty you know there's a lot of like bad stories you know and i was you know the other day i was listening to this girl talking about you know rape and and things that she had experienced you know abuse and things like that and that's not a fun song but but it's real, and, and there's people out there who are suffering with those things, so it's important for somebody to talk about it, you know?
0: Well, 100% we can't be blind to the fact that these things do exist, and and, and I think, you know, we've been hearing a lot of, of the whole d- saying you did something you didn't do in like the hip-hop community lately. And uh, yeah, you're right. It does, it does sort of propagate a negative message to young listeners. And yeah, if, it could be a lyric that is enticing to an audience. But that, that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Because it seems like your sense of artistry is very strong and close to the heart. And reggae oftentimes does cross into the top 40s culture, into the pop culture. So I sort of just wanted to get, get your take on that. And, and, and if you felt that it sort of puts a negative connotation on on reggae and and the whole community that you're in when people like that are going out and and lying you know with with the lyrics of their songs and the messages behind it
1: yeah i feel like that's happening in like um i mean this is the only example i can think of off the top of my head but like that ariana grande song um i don't remember the actual name of it but the chorus says break up with your boyfriend blah 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 because i'm bored and like Mm -hmm. it's a great song like the melody is awesome the beat's pretty cool and the bridge is cool but like that lyric, when I heard it, I was just like, I didn't think Ariana Grande was like that, and it seemed kind of out of nowhere. Since all she was in the in the news, she was all about, you know, like, oh, I met my boyfriend and now we're engaged and we're super in love. And then they break up, and the next song is "Break Up with Your Girlfriend" because I'm bored. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, this doesn't like, who are you saying that? And why is this an idea you want to promote? Like, you know, break up relationships because I want one night of fun. Like that just seems so out there and just not cool. And it's just like what you were saying.
3: Yeah, you know, and 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 like I said, it's 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 difficult, you know, because when you write a song, you know, you might not be able to get the full story behind it out there, you know, um, and then it might be, you know, maybe she was in a, a bad relationship or whatever or, or whatever, you know what I mean? It could be many different things, but I think we need to be tolerant of of each other's ideas too, you know, because you see that in the press, you see that there's very little tolerance for for different ideas, you know? It seems like everybody's supposed to think a certain way and that's not always gonna happen, you know? So when we so when we take that approach, it can be difficult, you know? And I, I, I try to do the same thing with music, you know? I don't wanna be like, oh, I don't like this new reggae because they're just talking about partying and this and that, you know? And everybody goes through certain stages in life that that might be all you really care about, you know, and, and, and when you get older, you might be a little bit more interested in different things, like a family or, you know, or, you know, supporting your children or things like that, you know, so so music is reflective of what you're going through at a, at a certain time. And that's OK, you know, And it's not always going to be pretty. Um, but at the same time, we have a responsibility to. To at least be cognizant of how our words might affect other people or influence other people, you know?
0: Yeah, for for sure, man. And very, very well said, I have to say. Now, I think this is a perfect segue into what I would like to spend a little bit of time on. Your manager was kind enough to send us some of the music in advance, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, can- Tell us all about your new EP that's coming out. We're playing Reggae Music Is My Life at the end of the show, and the EP is called Sgt. Remo, meets Sampling Dub. You know, why don't you walk us through the creative process, what inspired the writing, you know, the headspace you're in when writing the songs. We'd love to hear all
1: about it. Yeah, how you met up with the producer and everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sampling Dub is is, uh, is a project out of uh, Bogota, Colombia. And, uh, and this brethren, you know, he's... He's one of uh, Colombia's, you know, like best reggae producers and overall engineers. You know, he's uh, he's constantly touring with with big acts, you know, and uh, he was here on tour in the U.S. last year uh, in the summertime, and um, he had reached out to me because I met him when I was on tour in Colombia uh, in 2015, I believe. And um, so he hit me up and we we linked up and and. we talked about recording, you know, so, so he showed me some of the, some of the music that he, that he had produced and, um, and we were, we were in my studio at my house and, um, we just started recording. I think we recorded this in two days, you know, we recorded like, like four or five songs and stuff, but we stuck with three for the EP. It's only three songs. Uh, reggae music is my life is one of them, which... I think that kind of self-explanatory, you know, what, what the, the topic is about. Um, another song that I did on there is, is, uh, Can't Call Me, which is, um, which, uh, that's a song that I wrote like several years ago and, uh, I had never released it, but it, when I heard that, the, the beat, you know, that just fit right on it. So we did that. And then the other song which we're shooting a video for is called, uh, "Dreading dread in a Babylon, you know, so not to dread in a Babylon, which, um, which I think that one's going to be like, like the main song from the, from the EP. Um, and that one's a little bit more, um, uh, talking about some more serious topics, you know, of, um, the things that are going on in, in society, things are going on in the world. Um, and how we can make a difference you know one of the things that i always try to include in my music is to empower you know the listeners to realize that we're not helpless you know that we can that we that we have a voice and our voice will be heard if 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 we do it in an educated way and if you do it as a as a team you know because one man can't really do too much things you know but when we come together and unite then you know, we could be a real powerful force that we can influence anything, any organization, any institution, you know. And that's what that that song talks about, you know. And and I think it's a powerful song, and it's fun, you know. It's upbeat, it's danceable, but it's got a powerful message.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, the words certainly do permeate through the the positive vibes and fun vibes that the song portrays. So.
3: Yeah, you know, because we could we could still have fun and and. Uh, and be conscious of what's going on around us, you know, we don't have to just ignore it, you know.
0: Basically, what what I'm getting from this is that you you obviously come at this from a place of cuz you're not, you know, you you are in the reggae community, but you you're thought out, you know. You're not just like, "Oh, I want to write a song about love because that's that's selling right now." To me, it seems like you're the kind of artist who is is as long as you're putting out what is resonating within your heart and within your soul, it, it doesn't matter where it goes. And and I feel like that really does come across with the new music. Now, can, can you sort of, like, take us to, like, through, like, the, the the writing process? Like, do you play any instruments yourself? And, like, what, what what kind of, like, started, like, these songs? Like, did you start them on guitar? Or, or how do did, how did they really resonate within you is what I'm trying to ask, you know?
3: True, yeah. I'm not a musician, you know, so I don't play any instruments Um which which I, I wish I did, you know, because it's always been a, a challenge for me, like like to be able to to talk, you know, with musicians, you know, because, you know, I had to learn a lot of the terms and the notes and the measures and things like that. Um, so I, I, I write. Basically, I, I listen to most of the music that I get is is semi finished or at least there's a structure to it already. I don't write to to a guitar or things like that like like some folks do just because I don't have the ability to. You know, I, I probably would if I did. <laughs> but most of the music that I get is is either fully produced or they send me like, hey, look, this is the this is the base of the song. See if you can write to it. And that's one thing about reggae music. Like, there's always producers out there making music and they're looking for people to to sing on their music. Uh, so I get I get too much music, honestly, Um, but I just write as I go, you know, like I don't, I don't write beforehand. I know some guys like to write their lyrics out and then, and then um, put it to a song. Like I, I just sit there and listen to the song and I write as I go, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's gotten pretty quick, you know, like, like I said, we recorded those songs in two days. I think we did two of them in one day and then the other one the next day, you know, so I just sit there and just vibe, you know, and I write as I go. I don't really, I don't really, you know, have like a, like any other process, you know, that's how I write most of my songs, you know?
0: So I guess that is the answer to one of the questions I had for you, which was, how did the Sgt. Remo and Friends album come about? Because there are so many songs on that record. But I guess if you're doing, you know, a collaboration with, every song you're collaborating with a, a different artist, they're sort of just sending you, sending you the tracks, and then you just put your your your, your spin on it, your feel on it.
3: Yeah, you know, like that that project was um, that project was a couple of years in the making. Um, I I had released uh, Give Thanks for Life before that, which which was just Sergeant Remo, and and I purposely left out uh, a lot of collaborations, even though I had songs that were good. I was like, I want people to just hear me. You know, so give thanks for life is primarily Sergeant Remo, and then, you know, through through those the period of those two years, uh, people would send me songs, or sometimes I would invite people like, "Hey man, what do you think? What do you think about this song? You know, see if you can do a verse on it, or if you can do a chorus on it." And just um, primarily, most of the, the people that collaborated on that were were friends of mine. You know, like people I know. Um, you know, and, and some of them we just did over, you know, over emails and phone calls, you know, just because of the distance, you know, like some of those guys are like, like Rodelgado, he's out in Spain, you know, um, some of the brethren are down in Chile, uh, throughout the US, you know, so a lot of that was just back and forth, you know, on emails sending, hey, what do you think of this? Or or here's a here's my vocal tracks, you know, things like that. So it took a long time to do that one. But I was really happy with it. I think it's a diverse um, album with a lot of with a lot of cool, cool songs on it, you know?
0: Yeah. So I got to ask, how does someone grow this, you know, this elaborate of a network and release this much music if they if they don't? if they don't you know you put your own touch on it you write your vocals and stuff but if you're not like sitting there creating a guitar part how do you get started in that because i feel like it's got to be difficult if you can't present someone a full song right away to get them to want to work with you like how how can they sort of you know trust your ability if all they have is like just a vocal part out of thin air you know what you know what i'm saying
3: true yeah i mean you know that's the beauty of of the reggae community you know it's it's um I would like to say that it's a small community where, where most of us know each other and most of us know each other's work fairly well, you know, even though that person might not be like a household name where you're at, most reggae artists know a good amount of reggae artists. They know their songs, you know, they know their styles. So when we reach out to each other, it's usually because we already know what you can do, you know?
0: Yeah. But what I, what I'm asking is how do you get your foot in that door? You know, how do you take the first step into that community being someone who is just a singer?
3: True. Well, you know, a lot of touring, you know, like I tour quite a bit. So a lot of these guys I've met in person, um, like, for example, like, like Sampling Dub, you know, I met those guys in Colombia, you know, so you kind of build that that relationship and that network of of people. Um, That's why, like, that's why I'm always on the road, you know, like, like I. I play more out of town than I do here in Texas, just because that's that's the nature of reggae, you know, because we're not mainstream, we're not on the radio, we probably never will be on the radio, you know, so so the way you get seen and heard is by by hitting the road, you know, and, and when you hit the road, you know, there's always the other artists that are local, they come support you, they might be on the bill with you, you know, and, and, and that's how you build those relationships, you know, and, man, I tell you, man, it's... it's like between here in and Chile and, and Argentina and Spain and in Europe like most of these guys know each other you know like everybody knows each other fairly well and we know each other's music you know
0: do you predominantly tour out of out of the country or do you also do you know United States tours
3: we have done quite a bit of touring here in the US uh we've done two big tours um we did one in in 20 15 we did a like a 18 18 city tour uh all over the midwest and the east coast and then we've done like california runs um mexico has been good for me recently mexico has really responded well and the people the people really support the music um so so of course, you know that that has created a demand. You know, I was just in Mexico like a couple months ago. I was in Mexico City. Um, like four months ago, I was I was down in uh, California and and um, Mexicali and Tijuana. You know, what I mean, those guys really really support the music, and they they keep asking for us to come back. You know, so you know, I, we went to Colombia in twenty fifteen, and that was pretty fruitful. You know, so so I think. I think the people are kind of amused, you know, that that they see somebody that looks like them that's doing what I do, you know, and and I think they they appreciate it and they support it, you know. So so I'm thankful for that, you know. But but we do tour everywhere, you know. I'm trying to get to Europe. Um, that's been something that we've we've gotten invitations to go over there and stuff. We just got to figure out the logistics. But um, I mean, anywhere people want to hear reggae music, you know, I want to be there, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been hearing you say us and we. Can you elaborate on who us and we are? Like I'm assuming you take a band out. Are any of them, any of the people you've collaborated with on your albums?
3: Well, there's a a lot of, um, you know, I I don't do everything that I do by myself. Um, I have a band uh, here in San Antonio that I play with Uh, most of the area shows here. You know and I've played with other people through the years you know uh, like for example like this Mexico tour that we're doing uh, ras levy down in Mexico City you know he he's a great um, he's a great friend and a great supporter of of all of this and he's the one that primarily has done uh, a lot of the legwork you know of getting this tour you know and everywhere everywhere you go you know there's always there's always so many people that that help you make make this happen you know because you already know um not every show you're getting paid very well you know not every show you're gonna know you're gonna get a, a nice hotel so a lot of times you rely on those people so when i say we you know i talk about me and everybody that supports it you know whether it's just letting me stay in their place or or booking the show or promoting the show you know because it's it's a group effort you know
0: yeah, for for sure. Don't don't me and Andrew know it. We've done uh, we've done countless tours. We've booked ourselves, crashed on people's floors. You know, um, living rooms, Walmart parking lot, Walmart parking lots. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I think you need that to an extent as an artist. If you want longevity in in the industry, I think you need to have those sort of down to earth moments where you're yeah. you just because you really appreciate what you're doing when you're you know, taking the L as people like yeah, to say, yeah. sleeping on a floor or, you know, in you're in Georgia and it's the summer and there's no air conditioning in this college house. But yeah, it doesn't matter because these people were nice enough yeah. to let you stay at their place. You yeah.
1: Know? It's it's easy to want to be a musician and in a band when you see, you know, like Maroon 5 playing the Victoria's Secret fashion show and then they play the Super Bowl halftime show and then you see them on TV like being a host on The Voice and you're like, wow. I want to be a musician. That seems cool. But do you want yeah, to be yeah, a musician when you're doing 20-hour drives in a cramped van with no AC just to uh, get to your destination, which is just the hotel that you're all sharing one room and it's got one queen-size bed and five of you are on the floor? Like, Then do you want to be a musician? Because a lot of people, I think, would say no.
0: <laughs> right. And it goes back to, to, to what you were saying. It's It's... It's it's the way that the message is propagated through through Hollywood and and the industry. This is the part of it you don't see, but this is I would venture to say 98% yeah of the struggle of the working musician. Yeah,
1: at least 90% I would say of like the top 40 artists I would hope at least had that beginning where they were going to like mall food courts to pass out their CD or something, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the struggle, you know, and and I think most people that have been doing this at at this level know it and respect it you know like i don't think there's any any artist who can say they're successful that has not done this you know that has not paid their dues you know and 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 i'm doing reggae music you know so like i realized that reggae music and the things that i sing about are not going to be on the radio you know i realized that i could do something different and and probably break through a certain ceiling you know but I don't want to, you know, so I'm happy with what I do and and I rely on those people that support me and and continue to help me to keep this going, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of why the reggae community is as welcoming as it is because everyone in there they know that they're not doing reggae music to be the biggest pop star who's ever lived you know they're all there because they love reggae music and they love making reggae music and they love making music and i i'm sure that that's part of why everyone is just so welcoming and kind to each other cuz they're all there for the same reason like in all these other genres there's i'm sure half the people trying to make it nowadays are just trying to make it cuz they want to be famous and they're like yeah i can make music and it's pretty good so why not try to be famous but like you need to love what you're doing to be good at what yeah. you're doing for it to resonate, and, too.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. For it to be, uh, you know, received genuinely. True. Yeah, man. And, and making music, making music is the fun part of this, you know, like there's, there's this whole other side, which is really like, not so pretty, but that's like the, the half of the story. That's the, the reality of being a, a musician, you know, and, and, and even more so an underground musician, like, like the reggae genre is.
0: Yeah, so so before we wrap up here, I just want to ask you, for someone who's been doing it for quite some time now, we a lot of our audience is sort of like me and Andrew's Pierce, people who are, you know, a little younger and just trying to really take this entertainment industry and give it our best shot, you know. For someone who's been around for, for quite a while and has done a lot of touring and, and has just, you know, lived a life in music, what advice do you have for someone sort of on the come up?
3: Man, enjoy what you do, you know. Enjoy what you do. If you're not enjoying it, then, then, then find something else that you do enjoy and do it to the best of your ability, you know, because the time doesn't stop, you know, and a lot of times we question our ability to do something. We question, we question uh, ourselves, you know, our, our drive. We question the support of our peers, of our families. And the biggest thing that I could tell you is find something that you love. And when people see that you love it, they will give you 110% of support, you know? And yeah. don't waste no time, you know, because there's no time to waste, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess you have to throw yourself into this thing 100% if you want to make it something like you, now 15 years later, still creating music, touring, you know, doing the
3: thing. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, be flexible to change, you know, because, like, what you think you might love, you you might realize that you don't, so you know it's okay you know
0: yeah that is too true Uh, when we started this band about three and a half years ago now we were for all purposes a folk rock band and now somewhere along the lines we ended up in pop yeah and And you can't predict it and that wasn't the next step either (laughs) but it, it, (laughs) it, it, it took me being the songwriter for the band just to have some four really amazing people with me who were just always cool with the changes and just got on board with it and realized that like oh this is this is what's going to resonate with an audience. This is what's coming from the heart at least, so it has a chance to resonate with with an audience. Yeah. So you're right. I think and, flexibility is something that we don't really bring up much on this show. Yeah, which, and
1: it and it's like you said like cuz we we weren't, you know, when Chris asked me and the other guys to play with him and stuff in the beginning, it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm trying to be a famous rock star. If you guys want to be famous rock stars, like, let's do this. Like, he was like, hey, I'm playing some songs. If you guys want to play some songs, we're like, hell yeah, dude, we love playing songs. And that's pretty much why we've stuck around this entire time because <laughs> the songs have changed quite a bit, but they're always good, they're always fun, and they're never forced, I don't think. So I'm going to be here yeah, until you know? until I don't want to be.
3: <laughs> that's right, you know, and that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, I, I support all music, you know, like, I don't, you know you'll never hear me say that I that I hate this music or I hate that music because music is just words you know like what you put in it is is really what you know the the message you know and and you know there there are no keys and no notes that are going to hurt nobody
0: wow i mean that yes that is yeah, that uh, is well said that it, that's a bumper
1: sticker right there
0: seriously <laughs> seriously now i think that with that being said, what is the message you'd like to leave our listeners and your listeners about what you have coming up in the future, where they can find you, and what just to expect from Sergeant Remo, uh, you know, in this back half of 2019 and into the future?
3: Yeah, well, we're going to continue to do music. Uh sergeantremo.com is the website. Uh, S G T R E M O. Um and then you can find me in all the social media as well, Sergeant Remo. Facebook, Instagram. The YouTube channel is pretty strong, you know. So, so if you guys want to check out some of the some of the videos we've done, I think there's there's like 18 official videos in there now. Um, you know, please subscribe. You know, we got a couple more coming out. And um, yeah, just just support the vibe. You know what I mean? We're trying to do some good things, you know. So hopefully you you can feel it, and if you feel it, then then give us a little love. You know.
0: Hell yeah, man. And thank you again so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We appreciate it so much. Thanks
3: a lot, dude. Thank you guys, man. I appreciate the time, you know.
0: And we're going to leave you guys with the song as always. Here is Reggae Music Is My Life.
2: I reggae, I'm join for a long, long time Like can't uncomfort now the morning time Like can't be explained when you're happy and wine When me hear the rhythm, I'm on feeling fine When me hear the comes, I'm say, alright Pull up, select and pull up, select and pull up, select and one Give me the reggae music and the water and down Some of them are gone like a circus clown Reggae music, I'm join, reggae music, I'm life in the morning The people no matter which place you go Like graffiti upon the wall We are lively up the show. Sweet reggae music watch your lyrics and flow Columbia to Mexico the use and now Feel no. it come burn through a bunch We are out Music and the healing When you're feeling down Come from a place Then my college I'm down Missy Jamaica, Jamaica Give us a sweet reggae music Missy Jamaica, Jamaica and so don't ever abuse it. Reggae music am a joy. Reggae music am alive life. In the morning time, in the evening Joe Good like medicine for me and you. If you're feeling nice, what you say? I rave. Reggae music am a joy. Reggae music am my life. Morning time, in the evening too good like medicine for me and you if you feeling nice what you say i read. Reggae music a joy reggae music my life In the morning time, in the evening too good life medicine for me and you if you feeling nice what you say i read. reggae music amy joy reggae music life morning time Good like medicine for me and you with the feeling nice what you say I